like a rushing wind, like a wave of fire. However you want, however you want, come like a rushing wind and like a wave of fire. Welcome to Wind of Revival, a podcast about the very best of spirit-filled prayer topics and the Word of God from the vast teaching of prayer by an intercessor and a life coach, a man who's passionate about prayer and equipping people to pray. Each time you will hear mind-blowing sermons as well as actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Now here's your host, Ajima Kwame Sakodie. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into today. Today's You can play it in the background. This morning, I want you to think about the goodness of God even over your life. How far the Lord has brought you. The things the Lord has delivered you and I even from. See, the Yafaria Eba when him and Nano pay Yafaria and Timinia Bibia, but we cannot pay God for what He has done. Thank for being here this morning. Second Kings chapter 4, the verse number 1, 2. I will jump to 5 and then I'll read the 6. Second Kings chapter number 4. The title of my message is. We are continuing poverty is a mindset part two uh, and i have added and i will break it say i will break it the way you are saying it second kings chapter number four the verse number one two is one to eight but because of time i want us to be jumping it a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet cried out to elisha saying your servant my husband is dead and you know that your servant feared the lord take notice of that fear the lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons even to be his slaves i'm reading from the new king james version so if it's different from what is projected bear with me so elisha said to her what shall i do for you tell me what do you have in the house and she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house. Take note of this. Your maidservant has nothing in the house, but a jar of oil. Verse 5. 
So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her. Take note, the sons brought the vessels even to her. And she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her sons, bring me another vessel. Take note of that. She said to her son that bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Sit down on your enemy's head. Palandociously without any apology. The title of my message is Poverty. Poverty is a mindset and I will break it. Poverty is a mindset, but I will break it. Tell three people, tell three people. Oh, tell three people, tell, go to somebody and tell them that poverty is a mindset. Tell somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Poverty is a mindset and I will break it. Hallelujah. And so yes, uh, last week Sunday by the special grace of God, our beloved pastor and highly esteemed pastor, Pastor Clement, taught us even on poverty being a mindset. Yeah, yeah, and I want to do a very quick recap even on what he taught us even last week so that we can build upon it even today so that we can fly in the name of the Lord Jesus. Is it a good thing to do? And so last week our pastor made us understand that you see it is not the will of God and it is not in the plan and the purpose of God even for us to be poor hallelujah and pastor made us understand that when God created man he said to man he said that be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and so the original intent I will be mixing it with the tree if I speak the English I'll translate it into tree we'll be doing it like that so when I speak tree is the same thing I said in the English hallelujah you see in abundance so and so in, in in God's original intent for man God wanted man to live a prosperous life and an abundant life hallelujah and so when we look at you know the book of Genesis when God created man we notice that the first thing God did was to create when he created man he created everything even before man would even come and everything was there food you know money the Bible says gold you know the oil everything was in that garden and so God created man in a place of abundance he positioned man even in abundance and so the original intent of God is that his people would dwell even in the place of abundance but you know 
with time because man disobeyed God man was driven away even from the place of abundance into the place of lack and want but the Bible makes us understand that you see uh, Jesus Christ came into the scene to come and restore man even to his original destiny can you hold on with that when we get to a certain level then you play it you see in Hallelujah. Uh, but you know, man disobeyed God, and as a result of man's disobedience, God had to drive man away from the place of abundance, even to a place of scarcity, even to a place of want. And so God now cursed man and he tells man that you are going to suffer before you eat. You are going to break the ground. I have pronounced the curse. The land is cursed for your sake. Before you can eat, you know, you will struggle and go through all kinds of things. And so you notice that when Jesus Christ even came, the Bible makes us understand that, you know, uh, at the Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane, you know, Jesus Christ traveled. And that is where, you know, there was an encounter even between divinity and humanity. You know, in the realms of the spirit, something had to be settled even before it is made manifest even in the flesh and so Jesus Christ contended even with the powers of heaven trying to establish men and women in the realms of the spirit to their original destiny and so in the garden of Gethsemane we see Jesus contending and dialoguing with God hallelujah and so, you know, in, in that garden, there was restoration in the realms of the spirit. That is how come, you know, the Bible says that, and Jesus' sweat now turned into something like blood. Hallelujah. And, and when we understand that when Jesus Christ even uh, died on the cross, he was still buried even in the garden. It should tell us something. That was restoration even over there. God was restoring man to his original place, you know, of abundance and divine prosperity. Hallelujah. And so it is the will of God for us to live a life of abundance. That is why Jesus said that, you see, the thief cometh to do or to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And so abundance is our portion even as people of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so 2 Corinthians chapter 8, the verse number 9, the Bible says that we know in therefore the grace of God that is upon us, you know, we, we know that Jesus Christ, though he was rich, he became poor so that through his poverty, you and I can become what? Rich. And so it is the will of God and the original intent and purpose of God for us to live in divine prosperity. To live in abundance. And that is what last week, now you saw Pinyin or Sophie Clement Church said, Now, you know, the mind is a very powerful component of the human being. You see, anything that goes on even in the lives of an individual, you see, is orchestrated. You see, the mind is a very powerful component and it must not be underestimated. And what say you to nipa adrenaline? Adrenaline is very powerful. Obiara, you see, everybody, the makeup of every human being is as a result of their thought pattern. How you think, who you are right now is as a result of how you think. 
Who you are is as a result of how you think. And so if you are going to become something great, you see, you are where you are now as a result of how you thought in time past. The mind is very powerful that even in science, they say that before, you know, a sickness will be made manifest in your body, it sends some signals to the mind. And so when the mind accepts it, it becomes a reality for you. So what you think about becomes your what? Your reality. And you have to understand that your mind is like a ground. Your mind is like a ground. What do you to say as a Your mind is like a ground. And you can choose to, you know, cultivate it intellectually or you can leave it to be ruined. But you have to understand that whatever you do, whether you decide to cultivate the mind, whether you decide to plant something on the mind, or you leave it like that, something will grow on the mind. Just like you leave a land bare, and you know, you don't plant anything on it, and then sometimes some weeds begin to grow on the land. You don't know who came to plant the weeds. You don't know where the weeds came from. I mean, what to Asasibi, you bought a land, you left it there for a long time. Before you, by the time you go to check the land out, the whole place is bushy. Something has grown on it. That is how the human mind is. So it is very important that we feed the human mind with things that edifies and things that helps build you and I up. Are you with me, somebody? The mind is very powerful. It must not be underestimated. And so you notice that in the book of, you know, Proverbs chapter 23, the verse number 7, the Bible says that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, the heart there is not your physical heart. The heart there is translated mind, soul, or life. That is the translation of the mind there. And so, as a man thinks in his mind, that is what he becomes. So, if all your mindset is that you cannot amount to anything good in this world, so what you need now, and say, Bibi Papa, be to me free woman, ma. Bible say, Sana obey. As a man thinketh in his heart, in his mind, in his soul. Now understand that, you know, your, your mind is made up of three components. That is your intellect, your will, and your emotions. Are you with me? And so as you think, that is what you become. The mind is very, very powerful. Even to the extent that if the devil will work against us, he does that through our mind. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, the verse number 4. It says that for the prince of the power of the air has blinded the minds. The minds of unbelievers. Arjuna, you are very powerful. For the devil to get to you and I, he, he gets to you and I even through the gates of our mind. So the apostle Paul speaking even in Philippians chapter 4, the verse number 8, the apostle Paul now tells us that there is a need that we cultivate the mind. Hallelujah. 
And so he says that finally, brethren and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about such things. We look at the story of Gideon. Gideon said, I am the least amongst my brethren. That was his mindset. And so God was limited even in using him. And so we, we, we have to break this mindset of poverty. So poverty is not our portion as believers. Now, we see this even in the story that we just read. And we saw that this was a woman who had a husband who was one of the sons even of the prophet of God. And the Bible says the woman said that your servant, my husband. Now the servant there is translated as a slave. He was a son. But because he did not know his right and who he was. He was acting as a slave. And as so far as he remains a child, it's no different from the slave. So you can be an heir to a throne, but because your mindset is that, you see, I am a slave. Now, Ohia is not limited, like Pastor said last week, it's relative. It's not limited only to finances. Poverty can be a state of, you know, being inferior. Being inferior to something or in quality. So you are there. God has endowed you. God has blessed you with all kinds of things. And then you see yourself as nothing. You are poor. Poverty. That is how Africa is. I mean, look at how God has endowed us with a lot of good things and all that. But because of inferiority complex. That's why we will go to, you know, wherever and we will go and plead and tell them that we are a poor country. Highly indebted poor country. Because we are inferior to the quality of things that God has blessed us even with. Poverty can also be a place of insufficient amount, not having enough, or being extremely poor. That's why you will go to school, your terminal results will come. You got to uh, over 100, and then they will write poor. It's not like you don't have money. You are lacking at a particular place. Hallelujah. And so this woman's husband was a prophet, but you see, they did not know what they carried. They did not know. And then the Bible says that this woman cried out even to the man of God, Elisha. And then she said to Elisha that, you see, there are creditors who have come even to take my two sons, even as slaves, as bondmen. People have come. Why? Because we are indebted. And so this woman had the mindset of poverty. That is how she and her husband, that is why, you see, they could not break through even financially. 
And I'm going to explain to you why, even from, I mean, the points that the inspiration, by the inspiration of the Spirit, I got. The lessons that we can learn and how to even eradicate, how to do away with this mindset of poverty. The lessons we can learn from the story of this woman and her husband who passed on. The first thing that we see even from this story is that the woman was lazy. The woman was lazy. Laziness. Now, understand something that the prophet gave a specific instruction and told this woman that, listen, go to your neighbors and borrow vessels. Go and borrow vessels and make sure that you borrow enough. The prophet was specific. Borrow enough. And then the woman sat down and sent her sons to go and do the borrowing. And so even when the vessel was finished, she could not tell because she did not partake in the exercise. The prophet gave a specific instruction. Go and borrow. Now you have to also notice in the verse 2 that she had a pot of oil even in her home. And that is the same thing the prophet used even to help them to pay their debt. So the pot of oil was in their home and they could not make any use of it. You notice the verse 7, the prophet told her that go and sell them. So she could have sold oil to make money to pay her debt, but she was idle. It even tells me that while her husband was alive, this woman was doing nothing. And I believe the loan the husband took, he took it for the woman to buy Brazilian hair. She used it to buy a cloth to a funeral. Because in Kasikano, if she was not a partaker of the money, in Kawi will know. Look at how she presented the thing. You know your servant, my husband. He feared the Lord. Take it to that funeral. She collected the money, couldn't do anything with the money. They borrowed, they couldn't do anything with the money. They were not productive, they were lazy. That is how a lot of us are. That is why we are where we are, you know, even with results of insufficiency. A lot of us are lazy. We are lazy. We don't want to do anything with our hands. Now the prophet asked her, what do you have in your house? She said that I had nothing. I have nothing. And then she remembered, but I have a pot of oil. Listen, there is something that you have that can bring you out of that bondage of poverty. There is nobody God created that he did not deposit something unique even to make them and to push them to the place of abundance. When God had an encounter with Moses, he asked Moses, he said, what do you have in your hand? Listen, there is something you have. When Jesus wanted to multiply the loaves of bread and the fishes, he asked, he said that, what do we have? How many? What do we have? 
There is something that you have that God can use to do something. But a lot of us are lazy on the gift and what God has deposited inside of us. That is why we are still, we have become beggars. What is in the hand of David? We are at the war front. We have to kill Goliath. David said, I have a sling. I'll put stone in it. I'll be able to defeat Goliath. Listen, the Bible says that there are treasures in earthen vessels. Everybody has a treasure inside of them to make them. But the reason why we are not, you know, manifesting them is because a lot of us are lazy. When we wake up, some of us, we will sleep uh, from morning to afternoon. Also, somebody can sleep from 10 p.m. through to morning, about 8 p.m., 8 a.m. I'm telling you. Somebody will say, as for me, you know, I can't work. Maybe uh, as I am speaking, God has endowed you with beauty or, you know, some cuteness, prophet, cutie. Hey. <laughs> Celebrate the prophet, the cutie. <laughs> you see, maybe God has endowed you with some niceness and all that. I'm telling you, we are lazy. People collect, you know, you know I mean, People try to help us. We collect from people instead of us using what we collect even to do something productive so that it can yield for us. We don't do. We just live just like that. Proverbs chapter 6, the verse number 9, even to 11. It says that you lazy person, arise! A little sleep, a little slumber. A little folding of the arm before you realize poverty has taken dominion over you. A lot of us are not doing anything. Prophecy has come. Blessings have been pronounced. We have been anointed. Instead of us to go out there and to look for some job even to do. Somebody will say, I have been looking for a job I am not getting. Can't you do something yourself? Can't you do something yourself? bibi. Are you better than the people who are selling? A lot of us are lazy. You are a man of God. You want God to use you. You are lazy in studies. You can't learn. You are lazy in prayer. It says that our brother Epaphroditus, he labored in prayer. Work. You must do something. Don't be happy sitting down. Waiting for people to always bring you something to eat. When will you also do something so that somebody will come and ask you something? It says that you lazy boom go to the ant and learn. They don't have any commander, they don't have any ruler, but they make sure that they prepare their food. Even you see, the, 
the, the ant is very hard working. Every time ant is doing something. You never see ant idle. You've been putting in charge of a department. You are not upgrading yourself in anything. Lazy. You are not learning anything. Nothing. To upgrade where you are. Nothing. You are lazy. You are a student. You are lazy. You expect to excel. Lazy. He says that you lazy one. Go to the ant. Observe her ways and be wise. So he's telling you that if you are lazy, you don't have sense. It's in your Bible. That's all. And be wise. You must be hard working to break laziness. Enough of the sleeping. Enough of the excuses. I am tired. I am tired. In your office, don't be lazy. You pray to God for a job. You have gotten the job. You go to the office. You go and sleep. What is wrong with you? A lot of us are lazy. The second thing that we can learn even from this woman, Matthew chapter 25, the verse number 6, that is uh, with regards to the first one, the laziness. You notice that when Jesus gave the man talent, the one who got one, when Jesus Christ was speaking to him, he says that you lazy servant. You, you are lazy. You got one. You see, he says that you are lazy. You are wicked and lazy. You are wicked and you are lazy. Laziness. We must do away with laziness. So that we can break the back of poverty. Absence of light. This woman did not have light. When I talk about light, I am talking about knowledge. She had incomplete or she was ignorant of God's knowledge for kingdom financial prosperity. She was ignorant. Now, last week, if you listen to our beloved pastor, he taught us that, you see, even in the book of Joshua chapter 1, the verse number 8, God said that this book of the law, you need knowledge. If you will be prosperous, if you can break this yoke, acquire knowledge you need knowledge your light will determine your lifting your revelation will determine your revolution the amount of revelation you have will determine how you will be able to come out of this thing that we call poverty she lacked light I mean this is another prophet you know who came to tell her that this is what you have to do and God is going to bring supernatural abundance even to you so God was able to provide supernaturally abundance but because they did not have the knowledge even of God's supernatural provision they were still in lack and want you need to equip yourself with knowledge if you don't know, learn, ask. There is a need. John 8, 32, you shall know the truth. It shall set you free. Hosea 4, 6, it says that my people perish for the lack of knowledge. You have become a beggar. You lack knowledge. 2 Timothy 2, 15, it says that study to show yourself approved unto God 
not unto men, unto God first. You must study, you must read books. Books that help you, you must cultivate the mind. You need, you must read the word. Psalm 1, 1, even to the number 3 thereabout. It says, the second verse, it says that, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. He meditates on it day and night. And it shall be like the tree that is planted by the rivers of waters. The woman, the third thing is that there was absence of value that was needed even with what she had. She had a pot of oil. No value was added to it, so nobody wanted it until she went to ask for more. Rebranding, packaging, add value to what you have. A lot of you are doing businesses and you are saying, you are not doing something right. If you are selling what people need and it's useful to them, people will patronize it. It's not you wake up, you are doing just anything. The final thing that I talk about for the sake of time is that the woman lacks strategic relationships. So all this while there was somebody that God could have used even to bring a blessing to her. And a lot of you are poor and you are at a place of deprivation because you don't have strategic relationships. There is nobody you connect to. Who do you know? Who do you know? The woman remembered that her husband had a relationship with a certain person. That was the prophet of God. Elisha. And she called upon Elisha. If not for the relationship she had, her sons would have been taken away and the woman would have died even in death. Every blessing that God brings, I quote, every blessing that God brings, it comes even through men to men. Every blessing from God comes through men even to men. You need men in your life. Stop being arrogant. I don't need anybody. I can make it. Even your, your master Jesus who came to this earth he needed people to help him accomplish what he was doing. You need people in your life. Strategic relationships. And I am always thankful to God. I'm telling you I am always thankful to God. I was telling the guys I think the last time we met here to pray for the all night about my relationship even with our father in the Lord, the major prophet. I'm telling you, strategic relationships, it can make you or make you. Who you become depends on the kinds of people you work with. If you work with a wise, you will become a wise person. If you work with a company of fools, you will always be in trouble. And so you need to be strategic when it comes even to your relationships. Connect to relevant people. You are there, you don't know anybody. You don't know anybody. I'm not talking about relationships for parasiting. I'm telling you, also what challenged me 
was the kinds of people that I met after my when I was doing my service. The kinds of people, Charlie, the guys were very good. They were making money, young boys. Young boys. Anytime I would sit with them, they are talking about business. They are talking about how we can do this, how we can do that, how we can do this. And they were, they were climbing a certain ladder financially. I said, no, I can't be associated with these people and I won't take certain kinds of risk. You need strategic relationships. The man at the pool of Bethsaida said, in John chapter 5, the verse number 7, he said that I don't have any man. You see, if he had a man, he would have been healed by now. But he had nobody even to help him. The Bible says in Mark chapter 2, the verse number 1 through to 5, the Bible says that there was another man also who was paralytic, but his friends carried him to the crusade of Jesus. And they said that even if we get space or not, we are going to open the rooftop and we will dump this guy there. And when Jesus saw their faith, the guy be made whole. Who are you working with? If you will break poverty, you need strategic relationships. I'm telling you. When we check your phone list, some of you is Indomie seller, pure water seller. Unnecessary. You don't have any contact. You don't have anybody you can call when you are in trouble. Strategic relationships. I remember some years back, so I end with this. Some years back, there was one guy I was taking care of. He had to enter the university. They couldn't pay the tuition. I decided that I was going to pay the fees for the guy. But as at the time, it was due for him to enter. They had closed everything. Registration, everything was over. I called one of my godfathers. He's a mogul. I called him. I said, Daddy, this is what the Lord is leading me to do for this guy. He said, don't worry, give me five minutes. He called the chancellor of the University of Ghana. I'm telling you. In five minutes, the man called the chancellor of the University of Ghana. He said so, so, and so. This is the name of the person. He spoke with the man. The man said that, let him go and pay. When he pays, let him write my name on it. I have spoken to them. That same day, the boy went to pay the fees. That same day, admission was done. I'm telling you, strategic relationships. Who do you know? Who do you know? Even for you to enter heaven, you need strategic relationship with Jesus. Oh. <laughs> I'm telling you, a yeah, relationship. Oh. So if you sit down, <laughs> if you sit down and you talk anyhow, I don't need anybody, I don't need anybody, before you realize you are dying. And some of you, the relationships are your, your siblings. I'm telling you, some of you, it's your parents. You need strategic relationships. As you build strategic relationships, and your friends that you work with even change your mindset. That is how poverty will be broken from your life. Celebrate the Lord Jesus. Thank you for joining us this week on Wind of Revival podcast. Like what you had. So-